Are we are we like supposed to speak into it or is, is yeah? This... We're we're supposed to speak into it. Like, I, I okay. like to preserve, like get intimate, bro. Okay, this is how I like it. All People right. are usually Brilliant. like this, but eh. no, dude, you uh, got it. All right, good stuff. All right, so um, let's dive right into it. Let's uh, yeah, dig deep into your brain, bro. She's pouring effort into love, into romance. You're gonna practice wild guessing see the reason why i'm doing You're strong this mentally before you can do anything we just can't achieve the at times not a bad thing necessarily you still have a creative mind it's like a gum what does it feel like we just prayed got to press record and now we have to do the intro again it's all your fault it's all my fault it's all your fault what's going on everyone welcome back to the underground experience I'm your host, Adi Kills, and today we got someone special. Someone from, I would say, one of my favorite industries in the world. It's the coffee, right? But before we talk about anything related to coffee, let's talk about you, Simon. All right. Uh, thanks a lot. I'm really glad to be here, Ali. Uh, I follow the podcast for a little bit, and, uh, you know, like I said uh, earlier, course uh, mm-hmm. you know this is something that i've always wanted to be a part of especially yeah. when it comes to something that i'm so passionate about and that is coffee yeah but uh, i wasn't always like that uh you know i was far from coffee uh, several years ago because uh i grew up i grew up in the western saudi arabia right, right. I, I was born in jizan 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 yeah. yeah that's next to what that, because that's the first time i oh, okay uh, really ever hear jizan Never, never. Heard I know. Of, oh, you know. Oh, I, no, I know. Khobar. Oh, it's a ways down south from Khobar, man. It's like two thousand kilometers from there. Is it like uh, close to Jeddah? It's uh, it's actually closer to Yemen than it is anywhere else. Uh, oh, really? Yeah, it's it, it shares. I think Jizan or Najran, like they're neighboring cities. They share mm-hmm. borders with uh, Yemen. And how how did you live there, or you? Were... No, I was there only briefly. I think as an infant, uh, I grew up most of my life in Jeddah. Fortunate for that, actually, it's a piece of my heart that city. Uh, you know, so so I I you know I'm originally Indian, right? Mm. But uh, growing up there, I really was exposed to a lot of, uh, I guess, Arabic culture. So right. uh, you know, get-togethers in my house, uh, you know, for family gatherings would be like a like Mendi here or you know Halabu. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but do you speak Arabic? Uh, sure, sure. I need this, uh, not oh, okay. not like not like I would be able to like uh, you know hold a conversation with a first language Arab, but right. when I'm with my friends who are mm-hmm. Arabs, we kind of like get along with uh, you know a little bit of Arabic here and there. Yeah, Arabic yeah. English mix. Yeah, I mean yeah, I I, I would have fa- phrases in Arabic, <laughs> you know, a little bit here and then yeah. there's there's a limit to that, right? Yeah. Do you speak Hindi though? Uh, yeah, actually, fluently. Fluent? Yeah. So fluent in English, Hindi. Fluent in Hindi, uh, yeah, kind of like, you know, kind of fluent in Arabic, uh, you know, but... Um, you don't understand if some motherfuckers are, like, gossip. Sorry, oh, I forgot. Honestly. I forgot we're not uh, supposed to curse. Oh, is this PG-18? Yeah. Uh, oh, wait, is, 13. Kind of. 18 is fine. Right? Well, 13, yeah. they, what they say is the <laughs> algorithm uh, doesn't work uh, oh, okay. you know, for you if you curse with. Okay. Shit. All right. My bad. Anyways, carry okay. on, bro. Sorry. Um, sorry, where were we? Uh, we're talking about um, uh, your, uh, you know, your languages. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. definitely the, the number of times I've come across people who were, uh, you know, saying, 
I guess, adverse things right. in front of me. They're just right. messing around. Yeah. And I just responded to them in Arabic and the faces, you know. Because <laughs> I think uh, the the factor of being an expatriate, especially yeah. in a country like this. So in Saudi you they, they kind of expect you to know Arabic. So, you know, they, yeah. they don't mess around. They know that you know what, you, what they're talking about. Yeah, they don't care. But in like Emirat yeah. or uh, in, in, in Kuwait or especially in Bahrain the last five years that I've been living here, Right. Uh, when I run into people who uh, are kind of like, you know, speaking ill of me in Arabic in front of me, just hoping yeah. that I don't understand. Right. Uh, <laughs> dude, that's like the most amazing <laughs> feeling, right? Uh, but yeah, I think people should generally just not be ugly to each other, regardless right. of what language uh, they exactly. are. In. Yeah, I do. Uh, you know, so uh, that's why I like to not just, you know, uh, let it go yeah. and make sure if I can, I always like. No, nah, bro, you, you need to stop right there. Exactly. Habibi, she's got to go. Oh, that's how it is in Jeddah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, um, yeah, so, you know, growing up in Jeddah, I was, I was really, um, you know, I, I still am. Um, I, I read and write Arabic and, uh, you know, I, I always think, because, you know, there's a generation of expatriate kids, right? Mm-hmm. We are not immigrants because we didn't, we never really nationalized or anything of that sort. Right. But at heart, we're still Arab, right? Exactly. Because yeah. we, all of our friends are. And, uh, you know, but most of our extended family, I guess, in some extent, is in some sense. Yeah. Like, you know, family friends or parents' friends and stuff. And, you know, the food we eat and the kind of people we get along with, the kind of values we have. Right. So, uh, you know, I've always been, like, um, inclined towards our uh, culture generally right right because of the fact that i grew up here especially when yeah. it comes to special occasions you know the traditions i know right everyone's celebrating you kind of join es- in especially <laughs> in like especially if you look at like some of the western cities like uh, taif or medina right because mm. i spent a lot of time in my childhood like weekends lots of weekends in medina right right that, that was a thing that jeddah people do right uh, yeah. for fridays or whatever uh the way people talk yeah. right it's not like hey how you going right or mm. it's like how is your family? How is your health? Exactly. How is, uh, your, you know, how are your affairs? Yeah. Uh, they start with really asking you ever about everything that you're going through. Right, right. And then they start, you know, uh, doing avkar and like blessing <laughs> yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know. Uh, do they do also the kisses to the cheeks? Oh, yeah, they do. Uh, I never caught on though. Is it like one here or two there? Dude, or? I always get confused. Yeah. Dude, man. Uh, <laughs> you know, you could, I, I used to work in the hotel industry. Oh, and I, wow, I And, and I got close to a lot of guests who were uh-huh. coming there. And uh, luckily I got, you know, um, exposed to different types of Arabic culture. Oh. So uh, I don't know if this is true, but every single one of them has a different pattern. Like the one one kiss, one cheek. And mm. there's, the, there's the three kisses. I think we have that here. Three oh. kisses, one cheek. Hmm. Goes mwah, mwah, mwah. Yeah. All right? Yeah. And then we got one cheek, other cheek. Yeah. And then we got two kisses, one cheek. Two kisses per cheek. Dude, I lost you. Like, one kiss, one cheek, man. Dude. <laughs> Dude Honestly, it is, it is complicated. Sometimes they kiss the nose, bro. Yeah. Uh, they, they, they touch they, noses. They touch they noses. noses. But That's they a very make, Yemeni thing. But yeah. they tu- they yeah. make the sound. Yeah. <laughs> it's weird. Because, see, yeah, it's, well, it's hilarious. It's one yeah. thing to touch nose. But you it's another like when it. you touch nose and you say, Mwah. You're, like, enunciating <laughs> it. And you're, like, <laughs> what if someone pecks it? Yeah. 
Dude, oh man, yeah. Uh, I think I think that's that's a very uh, Yemeni gesture, if I'm if I'm not wrong. But uh, I never, I never, yeah. sorry, I never <laughs> knew it was Yemeni. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, man, yeah. You know, I I think because of the Jeddah effect, right? Like, there's a lot of Yemenis in the western Saudi yeah. Arabia. Yeah. So you get to learn mm. a lot about their culture. But I think Jeddah. Jeddah is like a stew pot anyway, right? right. Like yeah. Everyone from exactly. everywhere. Uh, but their their Arabic is so uh, it's so attractive. Is it? It, it sounds it vulgar to me, honestly. No, like, man, it's you know, so I, attractive. It's like not like Bahraini speaking, Walloway speaking, you know. Now I think Riyadh, uh, Riyadh Arabic is mm-hmm. like the most refined, in my opinion. I think it's uh, more formal. It is very formal, right? Yeah, they right? use words like sem and stuff. Uh, yeah, you know, like, exactly. Uh, yeah. They won't be like hey, hey you know, <laughs> they don't say that. Yeah, they actually say stuff like that, and you know, even um, you know, instead of. Um, I think this is a thing that I've heard in Riyadh most. Instead of saying Alhamdulillah, they'll say Nahmadullah or, you know, like a different phrase. Oh, altogether. yeah, yeah. I mean, exactly. I, I know it's grammatically correct both ways, but uh, just right. the sound of that is like, oh, wow, okay, yeah. you're serious about it's it. It's like in, um, it's like they build this kind of uh, community persona, you know what I mean? Yeah. But because how can, <laughs> how can you live like that? Yeah. Because, because I, I think that's because I've been, like, I've been living so informal for a long time and yeah. arabic here is kind of it's not like yeah, yeah you can you can tell like yeah. a lot of bahrainis speak english and yeah. they actually speak it very well um so the arabic uh, language is kind of lost in bahrain you know what i mean it's kind of yeah it's kind of mixed up and exactly you know, yeah. exactly yeah like a lot of people bahrainis that i know that even when they do speak in arabic yeah. especially like in a professional atmosphere yeah they they almost always mix English in it. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. That's something that I've never never heard of before, except for like the UAE or maybe um, maybe Khobar to some extent, like Shark, you know. Mm. But is uh, that and, because and, they're very close to Bahrain? Perhaps it's a Khalij effect, perhaps. Yeah. But uh, Riyadh and Jeddah, Jeddah is like man, they they just want to like get stuff done, you know. They're, right. They're, the way they they talk is like you know, it's it's nice, right? It definitely mm. is. It's very Arabic. It's very but Arabic, if you yeah. talk about dialects, it's really vulgar, man. Like you know, the, the, a lot the amount of slang there is on the West Coast. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's because of the different types of Arabic mixing. That that's mm. something you don't find in Riyadh for sure. Uh, that's that's what I've uh, seen in my time at least. Mm. Yeah. I've had uh, I've had shout out to Pauline. I've had Pauline on the show, and she's uh, she's a Filipino who who was born and brought up in Saudi. Oh, okay. Uh, in somewhere in Sharqi, I think. Oh, okay. Jubail. Maybe, or Al-Khubar, I think. Oh, okay, perhaps. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and, um, yeah, she told me also, like, the culture there, it's, like, much more open than if when you go inside deep yeah, into Saudi. Yeah, the deeper you go, like, you know, I mean, God forbid you had to grow up in, like, you know, of course times are different now, but, right. um, yeah. I mean, we grew up in the 90s, right? If you were in some place like Gassim or Ha'il or mm. Bereda, yeah, or, you know, maybe even Jabal at that point, or Jizan, you're really, like, you know, the... The cultural drawbacks were mm. so prevalent back right, then. Right, right. Uh, the Riyadh, Jeddah, Khobar, Dammam, they kind of like still, you know, they were still okay to be at. Yeah. But uh, now, uh, you know, uh, the, all the major cities are absolutely perfect. Dude, uh, I, I, need, I heard uh, there are a lot of you changes. Know, there, was a, there was a phase, I think pre-COVID, I used to look forward to my trips to, across the causeway because mm. I felt like I was going to have more fun, meet more interesting people, 
uh, you know, have more yeah. outgoing conversations yeah. and stimulating conversations. You mean in Saudi? In Saudi, yeah, yeah right? Yeah. Uh, over Bahrain, over right? Bahrain, yeah. Where I grew up thinking of Bahrain uh, as the place to be for anyone in Saudi Arabia because it's like right. so accessible, right? Right. Yeah. But on the other side, because things shifted so quickly. So right? quickly. Yeah, and people yeah. just came back, I think. And, you know, everyone must have been like outside for education. Yeah. A lot of us, you know, elder millennials uh, in the, from the 90s and the late 80s, yeah. uh, they came back to the country and they started adding value. So there are a lot of these, you know, sort of boutique art cafes and you right. know, yeah. uh, with a lot of emphasis on like grunge music. You'd never even imagine. There's a grunge <laughs> cover band in Saudi Arabia that forms in like this cafe called uh, Bohemia, I think it's called. Right? Dude, that's crazy. Yeah. I mean, in Saudi, in Saudi grunge? grunge. Yeah, grunge. Exactly, right? Holy crap, man. <laughs> and I was like, how do, do people Do they sing in know? Arabic? <laughs> yeah. Do they call it jrunj or something, <laughs> right? Jrunj, <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I don't think they sing in Arabic, though. Uh, I hope I, I've never heard them play, but yeah. uh, I saw the poster in the. Cafe but you know, someone visiting. exists. Yeah. Uh, I know they exist. exist. Yeah. yeah, and I think now, now that I, you know, next trip I take, I'll probably look forward to seeing them, and you know, I'll try, yeah. I'll try to find out who's the little grunge cover band in That's Saudi. Great. Are, are you into grunge? Uh, yeah, mostly just rock generally. Like you know, right. a lot of alternative, some grunge like. Pearl Jam or you know back in the day Nirvana, Nirvana, yeah, Foo Fighters right after. All the uh, old ones I know, yeah. the new ones like I have no idea. I, I, I don't, don't think know. I've heard. I think I've only followed some cover bands like I think uh, First to Eleven, but they're more punk rather than uh, grunge mm. per se. Very alternative. Man, what is grunge today even? Right? I, I mean, have no idea. People don't yeah. know. Uh, people don't know if it exists. Uh, yani, at least you know about the genre, but. A lot of people that I've come across in the yeah. last four or five years that I've been living in Bahrain, they're like, okay, well, what's that? Uh, is that like metal? <laughs> is that like... It really uh, isn't. <laughs> but uh, we'll, we'll let it pass, I guess. Is that like death? <laughs> <laughs> For sure. Mm. Oh, this is a sweet tattoo, man. Thanks, that dude. Pretty cool. It's uh, my daughter's uh, name and her birthday. Oh, okay. Done in Philippines, man. The guy yeah. was freaking crazy. Really? Yeah, he's really good. He, They, they, ha they hold this... Uh, annual tattoo tournament called the Dutan, i think oh okay. uh, yeah and he was like one of the winners right. multiple times like yeah i went unannounced he's like man uh, i can't do anything like i'm always booked this is my off day <laughs> right. i'm like yeah but dude i came from bahrain to see huh? you oh wow <laughs> yeah and my wife's filipino and i'm half filipino so it was right. easier to okay. convince him he's like okay you know what i'm coming 15 right. minutes and i'll leave 15 minutes what can you do he was like yeah uh, we'll talk when i'm there okay we, we sat down he's like what do you want i want something for my daughter he was like okay fine i'll do this 15 minutes 15 minutes dude, dude. That's the yeah. dream, man. Yeah. I mean, he, you know, it's a painful thing as it is. The quicker you get it over. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know? yeah. But I think, uh, this, <laughs> this part, I think this part wasn't painful. Um, yeah. I think yeah. it has to do with something, with the amount of tissues under your skin at that right. point. Right. The closer, like, you know, the the closer they are to the something, to the nerve. Yeah, or well. like, to, to, anyways, uh, uh, some parts it hurts <laughs> more right. than uh, <laughs> other parts. So, yeah. You know, just just backtracking to like um, everything from Jeddah, because mm. that was mostly primary school, right? Right, and then I, I I grew up with a lot of friends there. Did you attend a an Arabic school? Or uh, part of it, right? So I think I went to a local Arab school, but with an with an international curriculum for right. a, a brief period of time. But every school that I attended had a sort of a mixed. You know, I, I was in an Indian school, so I can't read or write Hindi, right? Mm. Uh, it's only I, it's only the fact that I can speak because of home and my parents. Yeah. Uh, so, so I was al almost always like mi mixed up with other nationalities, and they were mostly like you know North African or 
mm. you know, uh, North African is Egypt, right? Yeah, a lot yeah. of Egyptians, Lebanese, mm. and uh, of course, Saudis. Mor- uh, Moroccans or no? Uh, no, I don't think I have any. But, but yeah, Eastern Europeans, I guess, there, there were a lot of them, like, growing up. The, um, and even the Desis, like, so we were, you know, of course, like, Indians, Pakistanis, Sri Lankans, whoever, they were still Desis. But the, the kind of curriculum we were in, it allowed us to sort of uh, just stand out a little bit, right? To have our own community. So, you know, we wouldn't, we wouldn't grow up playing cricket, uh, yeah. We we grew up with stuff like Counter Strike or Dota, oh, right? Uh, yeah, I guess still play a lot of Dota. Shout out to Slacks, I guess <laughs> if he'll ever see this. <laughs> but but uh, yeah, so uh, you know that, that that was that was a lot of it. And then I, I moved around a lot as well. So I, mm. I I moved to the Emirates. I lived in Dubai for a little bit. I lived in Oman uh, in Muscat, uh, and then. Back in, I think I, I spent a, a short amount of time in India as well. Mm. But this was all like, you know, just through education and uh, like right. primary, secondary school, high school. And then eventually when I came back uh, to Saudi to finish my A-levels, uh, I think, uh, yeah, that, uh, that that was when I really sort of started discovering what it is that I want to do, you know, uh, uh, in terms of like, you know, my friend circle started becoming really small at that point. Right. Yeah. Uh, you know, we, you're letting go of uh, a lot of people who are yeah, holding you back. You mean, and I think or? that comes with moving around a lot, right? So mm-hmm. because you know, uh, it, it happens. It happened to be so that after I was like nine or ten, mm-hmm. every three or four years, we would change, we'd have a major shift in cities. Because right. my dad would always like be in dynamic roles, and you know, he, mm-hmm. he would either be required somewhere else, or he's been offered a new position where he wants to move, and you know. Mm-hmm. So we almost always just went into the flow. Never right. really gave me an opportunity, and I think my wife and I almost always talk about it because. I, I was born and raised in Saudi but I moved on a lot, right? Yeah. Uh, but I, the most of my time I spent in uh, Jeddah. But on the other hand, my wife was born and raised here. Mm. And this literally, like, she's just lived here. So she has friends who were with her from, like, kindergarten. Right. All right. the way to, like, now. now when our daughter is three, right? So <laughs> right, she, yeah. they're, like... Is uh, she yeah. Bahraini also? No, or? she's uh, she's also Indian, actually. Okay. Yeah, yeah. But born and raised here. Born and yeah. raised here, yeah. Beautiful. Yeah, so... Um, that's a funny story of how I eventually met her because that was, was yeah. really weird. Yeah, but uh, so your daughter's three and yeah. you've been here for five years. Did were yeah. you married for five years or? Yeah, we are married for five years actually Beautiful. this month. Yeah. So oh I, uh, wow! Yeah, Congratulations. We, we, uh, thanks. Uh, thanks a lot. So uh, although my wife and I we know each other since like back in university, we met in Dubai because I went back to Dubai eventually after A levels right. for mm-hmm. university, uh, where we graduated. She was an interior designer. I was a marketing major. And, uh, you know, just fortunate accident, met her. And then, you know, over the period of like a month or two, we decided, okay, yeah, this seriously like seems to be working as friends. Yeah. Let's let's plan for the future. And, you know, uh, when we really got close, we were like, okay, uh, there was a time when her mom came down and I met her and I was like, dude, listen, you know, I really like your daughter. And, you know, <laughs> nice. I, 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 you know we're, we're not up for anything right now. But, yeah, definitely after we graduate, you know, we want to get together. And then, uh, yeah, like three, four years later, uh, 16, September of 16 is when we got married here in Bahrain. April, I moved here. Mm. So uh, there was that period of time where I was still living in Jeddah and she was here. But um, yeah, we uh, that was like five years ago, man. It honestly feels like yesterday, right? Yeah. Yeah, uh, time flies, dude. D- definitely, definitely. Uh, yeah, you know, so... Yeah, it's, that's... That, yeah, because yeah, I know, uh, like my from myself... I met my wife also where I work, okay. uh, where I used to work, mm-hmm. right? Um, and then uh, we hooked up within 
two, three months of me joining. Really? We were a part of uh, the opening team of, okay. of that hotel. All right. And then, um, yeah, dude, six six years later, we have two kids. <laughs> oh, mashallah. Yeah. That's great, man. Yeah. Congratulations. Yeah. I'm blessed such with a them, blessing, dude. man. Yeah. Honestly, like... So I, I just dropped her off after her ballet class. Beautiful. Yeah. Dude, where do you take her for ballet? Because uh, my daughter has been <laughs> nagging. It's uh, balance. It's out in a watch. Uh, Is it? Yeah, yeah. Is it good? Yeah, it's good. And, you know, it's, it's a nice uh, sort of atmosphere because there's a lot of kids of like her age. Yeah. And the teachers are fantastic. Beautiful. Uh, so, uh, you know, she's just started. I think it's been like three weeks, but... Um, yeah, it's something that definitely excites her every Saturday. You know, same wake up. dude. Because she, she's still young, right? Like three years it's old. A yeah, it's, it's a good age. It's a good age. They they need to yeah. they need to be invested in something that will you know take away the laziness. Sometimes but, sometimes you know technology like iPads and iPhones and, oh, and dude, TV. Tell me about it. Yeah, yeah, they take away, yeah, like they hypnotize them, you know? Yeah. But it's good to, you know, at least you know that she likes ballet. Yeah. And uh, I mean, it know. doesn't even matter if she likes it or not, because it's not really ballet, right? For a yeah. three-year-old. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's literally yeah. just bouncing around or, you yeah, know. balancing. Just balancing, uh, doing one or two moves every other week. Yeah. Uh, but I think it, it paves a way for them. Like, it, it shows yeah. what is possible. And honestly, we're, my wife and I are of the opinion that the traditional education system Hmm. has been beaten right it's it yeah. has been beaten for a long it time it can be beaten yeah exactly yeah. like since the late 90s but people were too apprehensive to accepting it yeah uh but now uh, i think the arguments for mm-hmm. are like far lesser than arguments against yeah. and you know now everyone's thinking about places like teach bahrain or you know uh about montessori style teaching mm. or, you know anything of that sort which really applies people and uh, you know i was actually uh, talking to one of my uh, colleagues the other day and we had the same sort of subject that we were touching base on that right. is school where do we put them right because he yeah. has a couple of young kids, kids as well and it was basically you know uh, the school system now is like here's the question here's the answer yeah figure it out and then come back and repeat it to me later right? <laughs> exactly yeah what what people what, what kids really need is like a group of 30 people right here's the answer yeah figure out what the question is right mm. really apply yourself right, right right don't forget about the solutions right and really like try to backtrack on what the process exactly, looks like exactly what are the use case scenarios for like okay if you're using algebra mm. why would you right right yeah uh, instead of rather than them, instead you know, of uh, you know giving them uh like what to think or or, <laughs> or you know th- these are the things that you're supposed to learn we're going to learn them and they teach them yeah. but without actually teaching them how to think because yeah. I think that's kind of lost in the system where they we don't teach kids how to think we teach them what to know what to know exactly you know that's the, that is which is uh, be, because then they'll be, always be uh, depending on something that's you know they can't depend on themselves right. because the last thing I want for my kids is to become uh, you know no, like I want them to be to be good, uh, you know, become good problem solvers. So right. My English is fucking up, bro. But <laughs> no, yeah, no, I, I need. To, I, I want to make sure they know how to think. That's yeah. a big fear of mine. For sure, for sure, and that is the challenge. And you know, that's why we're like, okay, uh, just focus on extracurricular activities. Like, yeah. you know, maybe um, take a step at ballet. Maybe go towards a gymnastics class yeah. or. 
I don't know, start um, learning the code with like colors and you know stuff like that. Give her know? some money and start investing in the stock. Maybe something like that. Right? Yeah, maybe by the yeah. time she's like five. <laughs> yeah. Uh, definitely not now because yeah. all she wants to invest in is like candelicious stocks, right? <laughs> <laughs> Honey, you got bitcoins, you got all cryptocurrency. You know, and she's like, okay, <laughs> Trey, start I'll see trading. you in Dubai Mall. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, she flipped out. Like uh, last month, we were all in uh, Dubai briefly together. Yeah. And uh, this is the first time she went to the largest candy store, you know, ever yeah. or something like that. Which one, which one do you take? Uh, the Candylicious is like right next to the Cheesecake Factory by the right, aquarium. Right, right, yeah, 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 yeah. I remember. It's, it's huge, right? It is. Uh, and she flipped out. She was like, dude, I want this and that and <laughs> two of those. And, and then eventually, you know, when she's not looking, I'm auditing the basket. And I'm like, yeah, no, that's not staying in there. Take it out. <laughs> yeah. Passing it off to my wife. Yeah. But yeah, it's absolutely thrilling. I think, yeah, eventually when she does grow, I want her to learn, uh, maybe learn through her as well yeah. on how to invest. Because honestly, I'm no pro, yeah. right? Uh, there's a lot of learning that I need to do in terms of like financial management and stuff. Yeah. Just because the way I grew up, man, like, you know. Same. Uh, Same. Uh, so uh, I'm really hoping to learn from her, I think, in the long run. And that's that's what I look forward to the most. Because, yeah. you know, you can tell, like, your kids have a different perspective. 100%. But it's also like a shade of your own color, right? Yeah, yeah. And it's so, weird that they're growing up in this time. Because, yeah. dude, for how many? Two, two years, two and something years now, people have been locked up inside. Mm -hmm. So they've been, they like, kids nowadays are not so as social as we were uh -huh. as kids. Yeah. I remember, dude, like 10 years ago, not even 10 years, maybe even more, like 15 years ago. You'd pass around this neighborhood. You'd see kids all over. I would be one, I, I would be outside with one of the kids, who, right. you know, playing soccer or, or football or anything. Basically, mm. we're, we're spending most of our time outside. But now it's not the case. Oh yeah. Not just because of COVID. Also, even before COVID, but with COVID, even more. I think. You know? I think more so. Yeah. I, oh God, I never really noticed that. You know, because crazy. Maybe because I didn't grow grow up in any of the haras of uh, Bahrain. Yeah. Right. Maybe if I go back Farij, to like Aziz or something. Farij, we call, oh, you call Farij. it Farij. Yeah. yeah. Sorry, man. <laughs> no, it's okay. <laughs> in in, in Jeddah we call it Hara. Right? Hara yeah. <laughs> so uh, uh, if if I do like you know go back there perhaps and really observe it, maybe I'll see the same differences and I'll be like, oh shit, what happened here? You know, like mm. where is everyone? Yeah. But yeah, for sure. Yeah. Anyways, we were talking about you and no. Uh, yeah. Now we're you know, dude. We went to <laughs> we went to what? No, but it's okay. great. Like I, you know, I uh, I think uh, dude, yeah. You, you know, mind? It's okay oh no, fine. not at all. Yeah. yeah. Are you yeah. sure? Yeah. yeah sure. Are you allergic to anything? No, not that I know of. All right, we'll go. I we'll guess go we'll find out. out. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, uh, about me, man. You know, it's uh, like I said, I wasn't always in coffee, right? I I was one of those people who would buy ground coffee off the shelf no offense no offense to anyone here yeah. if you guys are still doing that uh, are uh, you still buying coffee off the shelf no no not okay. anymore Thank yeah because i was about to tell you leave really yeah oh you're really like you're, you're, I, you're serious about your dude, coffee i'm yeah. serious about right? my coffee okay we are we are right. all corvin and i all right yeah, the whole group okay yeah that's that's wonderful i think i think that the turn that the specialty coffee industry coffee industry as mm. a whole that has taken has been towards educating people and um, but that's not that prevalent in the GCC, at least in, in my experience that I've seen. Right. Yeah. People are, you know, the multitude of people, I would say, have not been inclined to really understanding what goes into a good cup of coffee. Yeah. But what really uh, makes it th what they love here is like, you know, cappuccino. Yeah. But, I mean, nothing wrong with them. Yeah, not, nothing wrong with cappuccino. Yeah. But like you really want to enjoy the full extent of a coffee and you right. can't have 
personally. Like, yeah. I don't want to add anything to a perfect cup. Why mm -hmm. would you ruin a perfect cup of coffee? You know what I mean? Yeah. It has all you. You need to like the the flavor profile, the aftertaste, the even brewing method. Yeah. Everything's special. Yeah. But adding all of those sugary stuff is uh, like I, I'm against that. Yeah. yeah, same here. Although, you know, definitely one of my guilty pleasures, I guess, every now and again, I'll go to Starbucks and have that white chocolate mocha, double shot ice shake and whatever. Yeah, but that's not But coffee, that's right? literally like at an airport or something, right? <laughs> you know, where I know I'm not going to have a good cup of coffee unless yeah. I'm traveling to Australia where even airports have like the best coffee in the world. Mm. Uh, oh, really? Shout out to Toby's estate. Uh, really? Yeah, 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 for sure. If I, so, so if I go to Australia? If you're traveling to Sydney, because been there, I, I know for sure. Like if you're at the airport, mm. you will see a Toby's estate before you see the Starbucks. Starbucks, right? And that's uh, like a staple in, in, in Australia? Or um, that's like uh, yeah, you could say that. So uh, some of the big brands that I know of operating out of there are like Ona, there's Single O, there's Toby's Estate, uh, there's uh, the Reformatory Caffeine Lab. Mm. Um, uh, you know, that, that, I, I thought that was a great name. But, um, and then What's it called again? The Reformatory Caffeine Ref Lab. Reformatory? <laughs> yeah. So it's what like, you know, uh, they reform sort of uh, addicts. Mm. By giving them more, like it, it's it's a sort of a you know it's it's in what do you call it? it's ironic, yeah. right? It's it's for caffeine addicts, but it's called <laughs> a reformation center, right? All right. Uh, so would they give? If, so if you're they have some of the best coffee in the world, yeah, 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 yeah. like ninety plus, ninety six, ninety four scores. Oh, of that one of the cups that I had there was like forty five dollars Panamanian geisha, and you know the owner was so kind, and you know we really hit it off as friends, and that was. I was literally on the house, Ooh. but uh, uh, but yeah, like Australia, dude. Australia is the point of reference for anyone in coffee. Uh, really? like, trust me, yeah. I did not know that. What Portland or you know Pacific Northwest that you right. see in the United States, mm -hmm. uh, Seattle, Portland, Oregon, maybe even you know parts of California. Wasn't Starbucks like started in in Seattle? Yeah, it was. Right. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So uh, Seattle, yeah, Starbucks. Uh, so what they are to the the, the Western part, right? So yeah. U.S. and Canada, Australia is to the world, right? Oh, there's uh, uh, really like the, the amount of knowledge, the amount of optimization they've done, mm. and their culture, their community doesn't accept anything like subpar, you know? Right. Uh, I, in terms of coffee. In terms of coffee. Yeah. yeah right. Yeah. So wherever you go, you go to a small sort of you know single uh, owner. Uh, operated cafe, mm. you'll find some of the best quality coffee that you uh, you can find, oh right? Uh, it's it's not like they cut corners or anything of that sort. And like here, really, here in Bahrain, a lot of shops they they do cut corners. Yeah, uh, um, yeah. I mean, um, you know, some of the bigger names, even uh, mm. like you know, they have chains and they 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 put it across or they portray it to be as special coffee. Dude, put them on the light, bro. Yeah. Say their name. <laughs> no, I, I I really wouldn't want to because that would like. Uh, uh, you know, screw up with their business model. Right, right, right. right. But I think it's really up to the consumer at the end of, of the course, day. Of course, uh, right. uh, So if you have a problem with Apple, right, yeah. uh, or you don't have a problem with Apple, right, it's really up to you to re understand as a consumer of Apple products yeah. what it is that you're consuming exactly. for what price that you pay yeah. and what are the alternatives that can actually make your life better, right? 100%. Uh, same goes with coffee. Uh, I mean, if you're going to someone and they're calling it specialty coffee, mm. when 
subject matter experts like myself would know that it's not a specialty graded coffee, right? Mm. This is not specialty coffee when when you have it in front of you. Like but you can tell for, for talents, everyone right? listening. Yeah. Can you ex- sorry? Yeah. The, the, some bugs in the studio. Oh, right. <laughs> for everyone <laughs> listening, can you explain what is what's the difference between coffee and specialty coffee? So it's a lot of the stuff that happens at the farm level, right? right? Specialty coffee is classified as because. Uh, as specialty coffee because of the processing method, yeah. right? So it has to be washed in a certain way. Yeah. It has to have, uh, you know, so we, we have a sort of a scoring process, yeah. right? And that score is uh, points out of 100. Mm-hmm. And we score based on body, uh, based on uh, acidity, based on sweetness, balance, aroma, uh, or, uh, you know, aftertaste. Right. Uh, and then we give an overall score. But does, like those. does the process uh, before tasting affect mm-hmm. the score? Oh, 100%. Yeah. yeah. So if, if uh, there will be an origin, right? Let's say there's a farm, right, mm-hmm. in Kenya, for yeah. example. They're harvesting, say, about a ton of coffee, out of which there's, uh, you know, uh, there there's some coffee that is roasted according to the Specialty Coffee Association standards. Right. And that's like a normal city coffee, right? Not, not even like a city, I guess. It's a medium to light roast, yeah. which is just off of first crack, Right. Coffee cracks, by the way, when you roast it like a popcorn. Yeah. Yeah, which is the coolest, uh, yeah. right? Uh, I know when I used to work in coffee back uh, for four months back, I used to just take days roasting coffee in the lab to just you know Ooh. unwind and yeah, you know it is I, it is nice because the smell yeah. and then the sure, and the, yeah, sound. the whole process like. Yeah. It's like, you know, if, if you're if you're messed in the head for some or the other reason, right. you go fix yourself up a meal in the kitchen, right? You yeah. cook and, yeah. you know. You, you know, there's whatever. there's this machine. Uh, was it like this or like this? Uh-huh. That's a grinder. No, no, no. It's a ro- it's a it's a manual roasting thing. Oh, it's, it's small. Uh, I, a friend of mine has it. Oh, OK, so that's how I you just kind of like. Yeah, I think it's like this. Yeah, it it's, has to be like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's like because if you were to do it that way, yeah, you wouldn't have enough of a centrifugal force. To right, be able to right, like yeah, yeah. Hit the oh wall. no, he yeah, okay, yeah. no, no, you're yeah. right. He grinded he with something it, like this. He grinds it, yeah, yeah. And then uh, the roasting part was like everything right. was fresh, dude. Yeah, I know, yeah. it's I it's it. amazing. I love it. Yeah. So uh, when it's harvested, it has to be roasted a certain way, right? And that's a standard, right? It's it's a sort of a golden rule of roasting. Mm. You do that to every coffee, yeah, and say uh, it scores eighty points and above. That's classified as specialty. But only people who are, say, trained to taste mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, scale a coffee yeah. can do the scoring accurately, right? And you so, can do that, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, I can't do that to the extent that a Q grader might be able to do because their life is literally tasting coffee and, you know, hundreds mm-hmm. of rounds. But I, I, I have trained, uh, you know, in sensory skills in order to be able to tell defects and anomalies when it comes to like coffee so if there's Damn, that's know, like a that's like a superhero uh, <laughs> power man it's like this coffee has yeah. <laughs> something wrong mm, something wrong with it. exactly so yeah. uh, uh being able to identify what that wrong is yeah. uh being able able to rectify it is mm. of you know you can identify it right yeah. you could taste a cup of coffee at starbucks and be like it's burnt, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is burnt, and that is a defect, my friend. Yeah. But uh, nobody knows how to rectify that, right? Yeah. That's where roasters come in, and that's why they know how to cup uh, yeah. a cup of coffee uh, there so are that many they can factors, go back right? to the machine and really... There are a lot of factors. So It um, can't be it can't be tasting burnt from roasting, or can it be it because can. of roasting? Yeah, it's mostly burnt is because of roasting. Not because of uh, over-brewing or like uh, water temperature was too well, high? Well, it depends on how uh, you're brewing it, right? So mm-hmm. if there's an espresso that you've 
sort of extracted and then you're running hot water over the wet grounds, you mm. might get another burnt flavor. Oh, yeah. Uh, any yeah. coffee out of a jazva, like a Turkish uh, method, mm. is essentially roasting it and re-roasting it a couple of times before they serve it while yeah. it's being brewed mm. because it boils, right? It does boil. So yeah. it's over 100 degrees, right? So that definitely makes it taste burned. Mm. But uh, most of the defects, like if you're, if you're just doing a regular filter coffee mm -hmm. at home, and if you're feeling the burnt uh, defect, mm -hmm. that's because it's been over-roasted, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, because... Uh, so specialty coffee is made because of the number of defects. If there's... Like, at the, at the farming level, if there's more than a 5% defect... Yeah, I'm going right? to push the mic. Oh, yeah. Oh, sorry. I, I should probably push myself over here. <laughs> no, uh, so, if there's a more than a 5% defect, mm -hmm. it's classified as a commercial grade, an ungraded coffee, because you can't grade it at that point. Right. But if it's less than a 5% defect, mm. that's when it actually gets classified as specialty grade. So it's like the the top of the top, yeah. right? Because a 5% defect, if you really think about it, in a kilo is like 5 grams. It's not yeah. even a shot of coffee, right? Yeah. And if that's like uh, spread out over mm -hmm. your sample size, yeah. then it's negligible, okay. right? Okay. And it's impossible for any organic product, uh, like coffee that grows, mm -hmm. to not have a defect because it's literally a living thing right right yeah. it's not perfect and you can't control every single coffee you can't bean. right yeah. i mean maybe the japanese could if they tried honestly i've seen them control like the size of grapes and melons and oh, god dude. knows what right and super expensive also. oh yeah subhanallah <laughs> it's like uh six thousand dollars a kilo or something for a watermelon no it was for uh, a bunch of grapes man they're called the uh, roman Ooh. plum grapes oh yeah yeah, yeah. And they also have like big ass strawberries <laughs> oh yeah <those laughs> huge strawberries <laughs> yeah, man yeah. And they auction them off. And I'm like, wow, dude. And that's considered in, in Japanese culture as like the ultimate gift. Oh, yeah. They're, like the ultimate gift. You know, you walk into a duty-free and then you see this Johnny Walker blue, which mm. is like all fancy. Yeah, and yeah, then yeah. there's a cigar section at the back. In Japan, <laughs> there's that's like fruit fruits, shop. man. <laughs> fruits get the Johnny Walker blue treatment, like, you know, gun oh, salute uh, treatment, whatever. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, that's uh, that Imagine was hilarious. Imagine What's this known for? I'm getting a bunch of fruit. <laughs> I'm gonna buy the shaman, bro. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Mishmish is on board. <laughs> I know, right? So yeah, I think if the Japanese tried their hand at farming, harvesting, dude, coffee, Japanese could, people probably. like uh, even their dude, cows are the most so, expensive. You know, honestly, like yeah. their cows, their. Uh, Have you, know, you had a five wagyu beef? Uh, no, I haven't had a five. I think I've, I've definitely had like some Wagyu beef, honestly. A five, never? Uh, no, I, I now don't. Now get out of here. <laughs> it's super expensive. Yeah, I, perhaps maybe that's why I haven't really like, given it it's, a shot. Dude, like uh, uh, 350 grams would be in a restaurant, I'm saying. Mm. 350 grams would be. A couple hundred dollars. Yeah, yeah, around 60 BD. Mm. No, 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 even more. 80 BD. So yeah. I've had, I've, you know, the most expensive steak I had was at a meat co. Right. Okay. The second most expensive steak I had was at a Delmonico's in downtown Manhattan. Right. And then every other steak I've had is like Texas Roadhouse. <laughs> Honestly. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, dude, yeah. Texas Roadhouse is like go to man. That's like mm. that, that ribeye is like it's, the best yeah, ever. Yeah. But I you know? hate it when they don't get the temperature right because I oh, okay. don't eat uh, well done. Steak. Oh okay. I just think it's. Uh, it's no, I've uh, never had that problem with them, but yeah, you could you could say that yeah. maybe you know on and off. Maybe you wear all the way, dude. Right? Yeah. Mm. Do you, you overcook are. your steak? No, I can't. <laughs> you know, it, it'd be too hard for me to eat it. Yeah. Honestly, yeah. if it's gray, it's just 
pointless. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I, I'm Indian and we we eat a lot of well done meat as it is, yeah. right? So just whenever I don't it. eat Indian out, uh, right? Yeah. Just to make sure that I'm balancing my <laughs> rarity, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right? So yeah, but yeah, coffee. Uh, let's come back to yeah, that let's go as back well, to coffee, right? Yeah. Uh, I think we're, we're going to have a lot to talk about in the we course. We already do, bro. <laughs> so um, specialty coffee can be, even if it's classified as specialty coffee at the farm level, right? Yeah. So it got, it got harvested, it scored over 80 points, and it, it got like less than a 5% defect. And then it's green at this point. Mm-hmm. But if it comes into my roast tree and my roast master roasts it too dark, or too light, mm-hmm. right? Or he makes it, uh, you know, if it's underdeveloped, now you know how the rarity of steaks work. Yeah, the same principle applies to coffee beans as well. So the color of this uh, of the of the bean outside yeah. would look like it's meticulous, right? Right. But if you if you were to like dissect the bean mm-hmm. and then take a look at it inside, it's still like kind of light brown, yellowish. Oh yeah. So it's underdeveloped uh, mm-hmm. or rare. Right. Yeah. Uh, that's not acceptable for coffee. So that would give you another defect at that level to mm. declassify that as specialty coffee. Right, right. Right. So a lot of the, I think the twenty percent of specialty coffee is made at the roastery, but eighty mm. percent of specialty coffee is really at the farm at level. At the farm. Right? right. Which people, I think, in the GCC have sort of just, um, you know, forsaken. Yeah. Because specialty here is well. First of all, the thing I hate about this industry here is speciality. Mm. Right. They have that extra eye, which yeah. I just can't get along with. Right. It's really. What I mean, do you mean? I mean, you know, a lot of people here they call it speciality coffee. Yeah. When it's actually specialty <laughs> coffee, and I'm just like speciality. Yeah. Coffee. Yeah. I mean, you know, even if you, I think if, uh, if you even if you translate it to Arabic, muhtasla is not the same as khas. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so uh, why would you do that? Like, just say it in Arabic. Yeah. Yeah, you know, it's, it's okay. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, a lot of people call it specialty coffee and then their signature drinks are not your, <laughs> yeah. you know, 90 plus Panamanian geishas. Yeah. They're like uh, shot with instant coffee in it and then a oh shot God, of espresso yeah. and condensed milk and... And then like a hazelnut uh, oh, syrup. Oh, with, I, uh, I know. There's so yeah. much goes into it. Yeah. And then... Uh, yeah, that, that's true also. I don't think they understand. That's why I was asking. They don't, what's yeah. The, what's the difference between specialty coffee and yeah, just yeah. regular coffee? Right. Because they think specialty coffee means, oh, V60. Mm. Oh, siphon. Siphon. Yeah. But it's actually, these are brewing methods that actually the coffee bean is the yeah, it really doesn't matter how you brew it, yeah. right? Yeah. I could literally just boil coffee, specialty coffee with water, yeah. and it still be specialty coffee <laughs> yeah. because it's, yeah. <laughs> you yeah, know, like, like, like a chai, <laughs> man, you know, yeah. like that. Yeah. So uh, that's something that people definitely don't understand. So the message, I think the key takeaway for anyone watching or listening, yeah. specialty coffee is the farming process first right. and the roasting. Right. Brewing methods, of course, they have a lot of the bizarre that comes with. I, I you know, just feel like they're just gimmicks, you know. Honestly, yeah. I, do you have a, have time uh, ever at a cafe if you're if you're in need of coffee? Mm. Would you ever order yourself a Chemex? Uh, You'd be like, oh no, no man, like no. You know, uh, like what's uh, that? 12, 12, 15 minutes. <laughs> I think it's about five minutes. Uh, no, dude. Yeah, is twelve, it? fifteen minutes is uh, well, twelve. That's probably like a percolator or something. Uh, no, it was yeah. uh, like uh, a French press, perhaps. Oh yeah, I'm yeah. talking about the French press. <laughs> uh, so I'm talking about a Chemex. It's that hourglass shape yeah. with the wooden yeah. wrap it's, around. Is it, it just five minutes? Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, just five minutes is a long time, man. Like, I mean, if, yeah. you, if you're put, if you're on the go, like, yeah, give yeah, me my, I mean, give me my coffee now. I I go with cold brew all the yeah, way. Yeah, I mean, I think yeah. Okay, generally, 
uh, I've seen that people in Bahrain have a lot of time. Like mm. this is this is the culture <laughs> shock that I had, right? Yeah. Oof, more like people here. are not moving on the road. Yeah. Yeah, I, mean, I grew up in Jeddah, man. That's like the worst of Saudi yeah. when it comes to driving. Mm. And I'm like impatient, like boiling blood, right? When yeah. I moved here first. And yeah. I'm like, why won't these guys just move? <laughs> yeah. And then that's that was a stark difference in pace. So I think in that context, maybe uh, the manual brew methods mm. make sense. Yeah. However... Uh, consumers, a lot of consumers come to a point where regardless of their knowledge of a subject, they will choose the product that they need mm-hmm. based on speed and convenience. Right. right. Yeah. Uh, so when you're in need of coffee and you see the first, you know, you see maybe a Starbucks and a McDonald's, mm-hmm. right? And you see Starbucks has a six car queue yeah. and McDonald's has like no queue. Yeah. You probably go to the McCafe and yeah. just, you know, bounce, right? Yeah, exactly. uh, th- at that point, you don't care about what specialty coffee is you don't care about you just you know, need caffeine you just need the know? cup to you know be in your hand it's probably yeah. not even like caffeine related it's probably just a habit that you have right yeah. that you want to sip on something it's kind of like yeah. how smoking works yeah as yeah, well yeah, yeah. right yeah. you don't need the nicotine no, eight times out of ten in a day but it's the habit it's the habit yeah, yeah. yeah. addiction so, yeah exactly yeah. so uh, uh you know people sort of like mix that up and they they're like oh this is bad quality because it it happens quicker and it, you know, it's oh, more yes, this, yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. or uh, you know, but at the end of the day, it's it's a product that you you need to consume, right? Mm-hmm. So, I think what people need to, when it comes to coffee, they need to really open up and understand that if the beans are being used as an espresso, right, or as a Chemex or as an Aeropress, perhaps, however, they're still specialty, and you they really it really depends on how each brewing method has been followed to right. the you know to the dot. Yeah. to be able to give you that experience, right? Exactly. And every brewing method has a different flavor profile, obviously. Right. Every yeah. single one. And my particular favorite is the Aeropress. I was just about to ask you. Right? Is it? Yeah. It's Aeropress? The Aeropress? Yeah. It wasn't always Whoa. like that. So I was mostly, uh, you know, when I started getting initiated coffee, mm. I was mostly just espresso Americano, right? right? Uh, other than the filter that I would taste for tasting yeah, mm. at the roastery. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it was mostly just Americanos that wherever I'm outside, right? Yeah. But... Uh, I, I sort of discovered the Aeropress because of a coffee that I found, right? Mm-hmm. So I was visiting a friend in Gatif, and they have a roastery. They gave me some absolutely godlike Ethiopian Yirga chef, mm-hmm. right? And at this point, I'm managing business dev for a coffee roastery. So I kind of know my way around in coffee, and I'm not yet certified or anything, right? Yeah. Several years ago. So uh, they're like, try it with an Aeropress. And I'm like, hmm, okay, I don't have an Aeropress. When I bought myself an Aeropress and I tried it. And I'm like, dude, this is next level, right? But what kind of, what kind of, because uh, what I know is if you, wanna, if you want an espresso and you don't have an espresso machine, which is very expensive, mm-hmm. uh, you, you can, you know, substitute that for, or with uh, an Aeropress. Is yeah, of course. True? Yeah, it is uh, to some extent, right? Mm-hmm. What really sets them apart is the grind size. Right, the way you brew an espresso mm-hmm. uh, uh, in terms of grind size, very different from Aeropress, but still quite similar. Right, mm-hmm. I guess on a technical scale, in, in terms of uh, like you know applying pressure. And no, it's, uh, okay. So applying the pressure is uh, again very different, mm-hmm. but the grind size, yeah, any how fine or coarse the beans are ground, mm-hmm. uh, that really helps extraction. You know, when it comes in contact with water. Right. right, so you have uh, espresso where they're like extremely fine. After water goes through, it actually becomes like a biscuit of right. sorts. Yeah, right? yeah like exactly. Cookie, because right? it's like powder. 
It's like powder, exactly. Yeah. It's so fine that, you know, if you put put some in your hand and then they kind of like lump together with cracks, right? That's yeah. how you can tell yeah, exactly. whether this is a good espresso grind or not, right? So that's oh, how really? fine they are. Yeah. Oh, I so if you that. just put them together and if they're, if they're too lumped up together, mm. I mean, I can't show you. I wish I could, yeah. right? It's, it's <laughs> like uh, yeah. clay. Yeah, no, if it's yeah. like flour yeah. and it's not moving at all after you've, you know, uh, uh, held your grip, mm. that means it's too fine. If it's just breaking up, it's too coarse, right? You want it. You want it to hold, middle. but then also show cracks, like sand, kind oh, of like wet sand, wet sand. like wet sand. Wet sand. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, so, so that's the difference in air, uh, espresso, right? So when coffee, when water goes through that, mm-hmm. it really extracts the hell out of the coffee because of you know how how fine the coffee is, yeah. And there really isn't a lot of, uh, I guess. Uh, volume of granules that mm-hmm. the water needs to pass through. The surface area is much higher, yeah. right? So it extracts a lot and very quick because of the high temperature and high pressure. Right. The way you mimic that on an AeroPress is, of course, like to some extent, have a finer grind size, mm-hmm. but then also you increase the temperature that you're brewing with. But there's no way you'll get the crema and you know anything of that sort because yeah, yeah. the pressure is something that you won't be able to like mimic. When it comes to yeah, because you know, it's high pushing pressure, it by hand, uh, and then yeah. you know there's a pump that's really working behind a machine to give you right. consistent pressure. Yeah. Uh, so that's the major difference. But the way I do my air press is generally, you know, I take out a concentrate, uh, which is literally written on the back of the box, right? When you mm. get it, uh, you take a concentrate of one to one sort of ratio, mm. and then you dilute with water as as you like, you know, whichever taste profile it is. Yeah. So you could effectively have a you know, airline level filter coffee, you know, light body coffee out of that yeah. if you added enough water. Yeah. Or you could have a thick espresso-like shot out of that. So it's so versatile Ooh. when it comes to brewing coffee. Where right? can I buy one? <laughs> I'm interested now. Uh, you, you can you can you can buy one online. So there's several places. There's none here in Bahrain where I can go to walk up to the shop like instantly buy it, not wait seven days. I uh, yeah no I think you can buy it off of uh, so I know we stocked it while I was working at New York Coffee yeah so anywhere in like Hamala and uh, Adlia yeah right uh, Hamala probably closer to here uh, than others but uh, exactly. oh you could also try Crust and Crema and Galleria those are the only two that I can think of at the top yeah, of my head there's this uh, uh, coffee equipment or coffee accessory place in uh, Exhibition Road you know Planet Donut before uh, yeah. They closed down and now it's a full-time coffee equipment. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're you right. They, yeah, I think I've seen, they probably would. They're owned by Crescent Karma. Oh. Yeah, Crescent Karma owns Planet Donut, uh, the bakery, Korean bakery, Crescent Karma. They're part really? of the same group. Yeah. Dropping knowledge right yeah. now because yeah, I didn't know is. that. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. there's a lot of uh, brands like that that they, they belong to like several groups of sorts. All right. Now, yeah. if if now that's for equipment, but mm-hmm. if someone wants to get co- like, um, what do you call this? A specialty coffee. Yeah. Uh, where is the best place you'd recommend them to buy from? Because hmm. I have tried a few uh, websites that offer specialty coffee here in Bahrain. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of them is called, I forgot what's it called. But anyways, I ordered one, it came and tasted really good. Okay. But the customer service is uh, mm-hmm. not that uh, yeah, well, point, you know. I mean, I think, I think in terms of, uh, you know, uh, specialty coffee in Bahrain, where I would really recommend to buy from. Hmm. So, you know, in this in this particular subject, I'm, I was so spoiled for a very long time. Right. Because I was literally, you know, part of a roastery. And <laughs> yeah, I mean, if samples came in from, I don't know, Colombia, honey processed, double washed, 
mm. we'd roast a batch of it. And we're like, yeah, خلاص, this is, yeah, it's, you know, this is for testing. Nice. And, right? Testing, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then, uh, and then, you know, we would, we would be able to like figure out. So that, that would happen a lot over a lot of period of uh, time, but uh, a long period of time. Uh, and then there would always be like new coffee to taste. However, if I was to buy in Bahrain, I would probably check out, you know, stuff off of higher grounds, right? They, higher they, grounds? Yeah. They, they ship in from a roastery in Dubai. Mm. Uh, that gentleman I know is a sort of a subject matter expert who is at the helm of that roast tree. Right. So I would definitely count on it. But it really depends on the flavor profile that you're looking for. So if you're if you're looking for something that goes really well with your, you know, uh, milk beverages, mm-hmm. then you want to find something, uh, you know, that 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 is like more blend, something that you can brew out of an espresso machine if you right. have one. Uh, a lot of people do capsules nowadays, mm. you know, Nespresso compatible. Yeah. Uh, for that, New York coffee is like, they, they have a whole sort of uh, solution mm. uh, when it comes to like, you know, uh, just sourcing the capsules that you want or if you want to get a machine or parts right. for that machine. And then they have a wide array of uh, beans. I, I'm, I, I'm, you know, I'm just going to take credit for that because I made sure that we yeah. did at the time when nice. I was with them. Uh, however, uh, there's also roast. However, but I think they're a bit on the more on the pricier end. Yani, you might get a quarter kilo for about eight or fourteen dinars. I think. Oh damn! I think that's that uh, or is that a kilo? I, I forget. But yeah, you really want to find a good balance, right? Yeah. Of, uh, fresh coffee, but also not too expensive. not too expensive because yeah. you want to come back to it and you want to sort of make it a habit scenario right right yeah. a monthly uh, monthly subscription thing subscription like, perhaps yeah, yeah. yeah. or uh, you know just get a kilo a month and yeah, see how exactly. it goes and you know replenish if you want to mm-hmm. not really think about oh i have to spend another like 15 dinars 15 on the dinars on, on a coffee kilo, yeah. yeah i mean if you if you really think about it it's actually more economical to do that yeah. rather than buying two three dinar cups of coffee like every day every day exactly. right but uh, of course shelling out that uh, uh, you know uh, you really have to be serious about your coffee habit When it comes to exactly. like you know buying the coffee, otherwise you could buy a kilo and still buy a spend outside for coffee, yeah. which I find myself doing most of the time, <laughs> right? Because sometimes yeah. you don't, you really don't have time to brew, brew absolutely, yeah, yeah. because it's uh, not just the brewing method; it's, it's also uh, like cleaning, cleaning up, up, up and that's preparing, the, the and heating part. the water. And this is why I like the AeroPress again. <laughs> it's so easy to clean, man. You okay. plunge it out in your uh, garbage bin and. You know, just run over with uh, some water, yeah, and that's it. That's, that's done. It, just huh? leave it on the side. Yeah, it seasons itself, right? Oh, beautiful. <laughs> so I might, I might, yeah, I'll, I'll pass by Crescent Crema or uh, what's that called again? Near near Coffee in Hamala. They they have it right at the entrance. And then if you want to buy it online, mm. you could even do that. But there's a place Amazon? called Hamba. No, it's Bahraini, right? So uh, oh, New York Coffee sells it off of off oh, their online channel right, as right, well. Right, yeah, they come in, they 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 send it like next day delivery. No, I've seen this H M M B. Yeah, I don't know how to pronounce it. I hope I'm not getting it wrong, but it's like Mba. Mba, like, Mba. You know, like okay. They made us sound like a fucking uh, <laughs> what do you call this? Mars or what do you call this? So uh, yeah, you could you could buy equipment off of there. Right. Uh, Mba's got like. Some of the really high-end machines and mm. stuff as well. So I wouldn't recommend for like beginners or anything of that sort. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I know uh, I know that uh, air presses are easy to find when it comes to Crescent Crema or perhaps other places. But my personal favorite is the AeroPress Go, which is a little bit smaller. And it's really good to travel with because everything fits in literally a cup, yeah. right? 
So that's only available at New York Coffee as we uh, as we know it, right? I think they might be out of stock or they probably still have it. I'll you can just log on to their website. New York Coffee, first of all. Yeah, you could check it out. Or, you know, Roast might have some as well. I know Roast has a lot of great V60s. Roast is in Hamada. No, it's in Genebia. Genebia? Across Mercado. You know, so when you go through... Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah now yeah. I remember. Hmm. All right. What a wonderful place, man. Yeah? Honestly, it, like... Are they open 24 hours? I don't know. Uh, I've, I've never been there except for, like, afternoons. Because mm. I don't live anywhere near there, so... Where it's do hard. you live? I live in Tubli. Oh, okay. Yeah, not, so not near Higher Grounds. Near yeah. Higher Grounds. So Higher Grounds is, like, my go-to, right? Right, yeah. That's another thing, I think. You know, people, coffee shop owners, they think so much about locations. Right, yeah. But they don't really think about the demographic that they're going to be catering <laughs> yeah. to, right? Yeah, yeah. They're like, yeah, I'm going to open in Genebia, but I want people from Sif to come here. I yeah. want people from Amwaj to come here. Yeah, halas, they will probably come like once to check it out. Right, yeah. But your primary audience is always going to be the people Around that are in you. like, you know, at that 30 sort of... 30 meter, 50 meter radius. Radius, yeah. That's kind of how Starbucks worked as well. You know, yeah. the reason they have over 30,000 branches in the world. Because they're is everywhere. Exactly. Literally. Because that's the way yeah. you scale coffee. Right. right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't scale it. You don't scale a coffee model by having one sort of uh, hub and spoke model. Right. What unique thing that you can provide that other coffee places won't provide, you know, consistently. Yeah. And if it's just coffee, then just coffee is everywhere, you know? Yeah, but it has to be everywhere, right? Yeah. And that yeah. consistent experience. So as much as I sort of look down upon the quality of coffee that Starbucks gives me, mm. I'm so assured and at peace with the fact that no matter where I am in the world, there is always, it, there is always a Starbucks yeah. and it tastes <laughs> the same and it, it comes does. at the same time after I place my order. Yeah. You know, my order will come on time. I need a... Their SOPs and their <laughs> yeah, operations yeah, are like, dude, oof, man. On point. Really. Like everyone gets uh, the same Forget about value. marketing. <laughs> forget about whatever, right? Yeah. It's li- really the people behind the bar. Right. They are, man, crossing their T's, dotting their I's. Because that's like, what makes a brand. Uh, what a brand is, is a promise to customers. It's not logo. It's not, you know. It really isn't. It's, yeah. it's the service. It's what mm-hmm. you promise to your uh, customers. And they leave having the same feeling every single time yeah you know um i actually i I wanted to tell you this i went to higher grounds once okay i've only been there once and it wasn't for coffee oh i've like i i love kombucha Mm. i was looking for kombucha no way yeah dude what kind of a monster is that Uh, like honestly i tried i tried kombucha i was like oh god something's happening to me which which kombucha it was the vigo man the the one that you get off of uh yeah, uh, I tried. The and then I, there was, I tried it. It's, yeah, it's it, not good. It's very commercial. Isn't it's it? not. Yeah. It's literally not good. Oh, okay. I'm brewing my own kombucha now. Oh wow! If you want to, I'll, I'll, yeah. I'll let you taste. Dude, let's hit it up, man. Dude, you you'll see I'm, the difference. Okay. Because maybe that's I'm, my problem. With what I'm trying to do is I'm trying to, you know, start a business here. Okay. Based around kombucha. Okay. Something in the future, you know. Yeah, no man. fucking inshallah. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. But yeah, I, but although I. I I got uh, ice americano uh-huh. from Higher Grounds. Okay, and honestly, it was shit. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Wow. Well, I I would never have an ice americano out of yeah. uh, Higher Grounds. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I think it, you know their their coffee is really, um, you know, really well positioned when it comes to manual brew. Right. So yeah. you would have because that's mean, what Corvin told me. Yeah. 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 Right. He told me. You would have a mean V60 there wherever you are there. Yeah. Maybe even like a regular Americano or a long black as they call it. I think yeah. there uh, is is you know that their beans are really cut off for that. 
But, uh, you know, so another thing that I, I don't particularly like at High Ground is um, Spanish latte, right? Mm, yeah. So it's okay to have a good portfolio of coffee beans, <laughs> right? Yeah. But it's really more, so much more important for coffee shop owners to know how to use them right. 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 So yeah. I mentioned Ona earlier in our talk right. from Sydney. From Sydney. And this is basically Sasha Shestik's uh, project. He's 2014 World Barista Champion. Mm. And one of the best coffees, uh, coffee places you're, you're ever going to go to in your life, right? These guys have beverages. Like if they have a latte, mm-hmm. they make it with their Kenya. They're not going to use the Kenya for any other beverage. Yeah. So it, they're they're uh, oh. yeah they're only gonna use that type of coffee for that type of beverage. So if no Kenya beans, no, no lattes. lattes. Exactly. Crazy. They have. Uh, I think. I think. Uh, the, you know, one of the gentlemen who worked there told me that they have a contract with the local dairy provider right. that actually gives them a certain desirable calcium fat protein content. Re- so they, you know, cost- they, they order their custom, custom milk? made milk <laughs> to give them the right cappuccino or the wow. right latte or the flat white. Or they which feed is their cow prevalent. custom food. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe it has something to do with the pasteurization process. Probably, probably. Right? I would love to get into the chemistry of it, but I hate chemistry. Mm-hmm. Right? Uh, I only rely on physics and math for my logic. <laughs> Everything else is like blah, 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 yeah. or whatever. Uh, but yeah, that's the level of detail that they go to to make sure that their menu mm. stays in check and their experience stays consistent all throughout. Right. But the problem with that kind of a model, in my opinion, is it is not scalable. You know, you haven't heard of Ona in Dubai yet or right. Kuwait. Yeah. Perhaps you have. Maybe their beans somehow made it this way, mm. right? But uh, the cafe operations, it takes a very high level, uh, you know, mix of staff to be able to like yeah. really deliver. It's exactly like. Uh, are you familiar with uh, Michelin star restaurants? Yeah, they can't scale. It, not not all of them. So like, cut does like cut is everywhere. Yeah, well, uh, it is, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. but uh, but yeah, like most of the Michelin star restaurants, they only have one. One restaurant. Yeah. You know, because you can't carry that kind right. of operation. Isn't there a lady in Thailand? Uh, right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. The old lady. Uh, the old lady with, the, with her crazy, dried, uh, what, what, what's that? Tom Yum? Yeah. It's, it's, a, like, uh, it's like a different version of the Tom yeah. Yum without the soupiness. Without the soup. Yeah. Right. And she's the one that wears goggles and cooks. Exactly. Right? Yeah. And she's got like this, you know, set of towels. I think I, yeah. I watched it on street food on Netflix. Man, uh, what or, a legend. Yeah, she's, right? a, she's a legend, dude. It's How crazy. do you scale that? Like, you, you it's can. literally going to die can. with her, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, the whole time I was watching it, I was like, shit, now I have to figure out how to go to Thailand before you <laughs> yeah. die. Yeah. <laughs> but that's... <dude. laughs> Sorry, that's, I mean, I think it's a little dark, but hey, that's... that's I mean, it is what it is. Yeah. It looks like she's, uh, she's about to... Because <laughs> they're, they're cooking your food and all of a sudden... <laughs> man, are you done? <laughs> <laughs> what you about know? my Tom? Yeah. <laughs> Dude, because she, it's oh like, God, she yeah. got, this is her, her setup. All the ingredients on the side, and she got, like, a, yeah. <laughs> a stove, two yeah. stoves in front of her. True, true. One wok and one pot. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's how she operates. Dude, she is a legend in terms of, like, she's the master of her craft, right? right? Yeah. That's what I absolutely, she took everything that restaurant owners and, you know, operations, excellence people yeah. do. Yeah. You know, temperature this. Yeah. I don't know, cut that, knife yeah. this. 
And she's like, I'm going to take all this and throw this back at yeah. you. And I have my walk, right? Yeah. I'm going to do this. And she got a Michelin star out of that, right? She got right? a Michelin star, dude. Man, that's, you know, that's so inspirational. It is. But that's the, really the exception. It's not the yeah. rule. You know, it's impossible. Exactly, yeah. Because... Uh, I don't think anyone else can do that. Uh, yeah, I, yeah. I, I don't think so. Maybe in another craft, perhaps, but yeah. it would be impossible. But yeah, I think scalability for coffee is a very important factor for a lot of people. But yeah. this is something that I saw in... Australia while I was uh, visiting. So I was I was staying in Sydney for about a, a couple of weeks, right? Mm-hmm. This was for the World Air Champ- uh, Championship, by the way. When you won. Uh, no, uh, I won Bahrain. All right. I won Bahrain and I, I went nice. and competed in the world. I didn't right. win the world. Oh, but right. yeah, that was but the year of But at least you winning here, Bahrain and, and going that to the That led to Australia. Dude, I That's had never crazy. aspired to go to Australia. Like who <laughs> thinks about that? Like you, yeah. you know how far it is and yeah. they have penguins there, man. <laughs> Like, where was the last time you saw penguins anywhere, Dude, right? kangaroos, man. It can, okay, kangaroos maybe you still fine, but penguins, bro, like, I was surprised. Like, Wait, I, penguins I in Australia? In Australia? Yeah, they are. I, penguins? Yeah. What, desert penguins? No, what do, what do you mean desert penguins? Because when I... They have when the I emperor pe- penguins, the little penguins, the big penguins, whatever. Nice. Yeah, all kinds of penguins, man. Have you seen them? Yeah, yeah. Because I, I heard they were scary, like, in, in real life, when you... When you go next to one? Oh yeah, I couldn't go next to one. They were just swimming around and mm. in their section because I was at the Toronto Zoo. Oh, but it was really far away, right? So you never aspired. I I never aspired to go to Australia, right? Yeah. I thought maybe I'll go to, I don't know, Italy or you know Spain, Salt Lake City in Utah yeah. or something, yeah. right? Mm. Uh, Spain, something like that. But when that really happened, I was like, shit, this is because of coffee, and that kind of like you know it boosted my morale in a way that I was like, dude, this is my poison, man. I'm I'm mm. not gonna like you know I can't find myself out of like coffee any yeah. anymore you know but when that happened and it was an absolutely exhilarating experience and it was the first time it ever happened in Bahrain mm. and there was a very small community that sort of got together at Black 22 oh yeah buy their coffee they'll go to Black 22 and pick up their coffee actually uh, where uh, is that it's in Rafar and Sif Black Black 22? 22 you know the American Mission Hospital at Rafar like the new oh, one? Oh, wasn't that the place we went to before well <laughs> Uh, I'll remind you later because right. it's embarrassing. <laughs> <laughs> All right, no worries. Uh, so uh, Black Twenty Two is uh, absolutely perfect. Uh, they have this drink. I think they mix ginger ale with a shot of espresso. I actually really what? Liked it. Yeah, yeah. What? Yeah, ginger, ginger ale. Yeah, it's one of my favorite drinks actually, but not the ginger ale so much uh, yeah. as uh, as opposed to tonic water. Espresso and tonic is like oh. my. Oh. Yeah, Paper Cup has it. Yeah. yeah. Oh my God, Paper Weird. Cup. Paper Cup is amazing, man. But I I don't think they have their own coffee though. They don't roast. Mm. Although I would love for them to roast. And Paper Cup, if you're listening, let's have a chat, please. Come on, guys. What are you doing? Uh, but yeah, um, Paper Cup, Higher Grounds, um, Hell. You know, Black Twenty Two roasts their own, and they're pretty good at it. Uh, I know Crust and Crema roasts their own. New York Coffee roasts their own. Uh, roast does it. But I think in terms of economical sort of you know fair prices. Mm. I think New York Coffee has it covered, yeah, you know, for the most part, right? Yeah. Because, uh, you know, it was always a thought process. Like, you know, we want to make good coffee simple, mm. right? We don't want to make it, like, overly complicated, bougie mm. uh, shit. Because but it's, is the, is, are their coffee considered specialty? Yeah, yeah, it is specialty. Really? Yeah. So, uh, you know what I told you? Uh, that there are defects that come in through roasting, yeah. which declassifies it as uh, specialty coffee. Right. So, there's a range of products that are more suited to, like, espressos and... You know, non-specialty beverages, which go well with milk. All right. But then there is a range of products that are roasted just right. That's in, in both order, branches. That's, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's in both branches. It's actually online. And 
uh, I, I would recommend check out the branches, check out the website. Yeah. For anyone who's watching, if you're getting into coffee, just, you know, just read mm. and uh, like figure out what it is that works for you. And, yeah. uh, you know, just uh, just read and learn like what it is that you're consuming. Because right. a lot of people, you know, and I, I really I, I can't stress this enough. Uh, you know, they they classify their own products as specialty coffee, no matter whether it's commercial or if it's, uh, you know, Robusta or Arabica, or I don't know what else. <laughs> and then people just buy it, right? They're yeah. like, oh, yeah, this looks nice. This cup is fancy. This goes with my Arabia. Sorry, ladies. But, you know, sometimes it is kind of like that, right? Yeah. Uh, at least in the GCC that I've seen. So yeah. it's, it's yeah. all a sort of a pseudo coffee culture. You know, right. it's not really centered around coffee. It's centered uh, around how you look like. The social status that comes right. with it, right? And it's amazing because... Is it's, Arabica uh, considered, sorry, <laughs> Arabica, is it considered specialty coffee? Okay. No, man. Uh, Ar- wait, Arabica as in the, the Arabica coffee? For Arabica, Arabica? Coffee. Yeah. yeah, no, no, they're not. But uh, they take commercial coffee and they roast it really well. So they have good coffee, right? right. Yeah. Um, perhaps in some cases, they may even have specialty coffee. Yeah. But for the for the large amount of like beverages that they do pull out, it's it's not really specialty, right? Right. But again, that's that's the that's the difference. There's some robusta coffee, which is like super bitter and like you know really earthy sort of flavors. Yeah. Um, so robusta can also, in some really rare cases, be classified as specialty. Right. Mm. But it's really hard to like get your hands on. Uh, this is what my trainer told me back in 2018 when I was asking. I was cause really curious. And then uh, a couple of years later, when I was visiting Hamburg, which was used to be the coffee capital for trading in the world before New York Coffee Exchange, uh, the, uh, they had the coffee stock exchange. So the, the, uh, with one of the traders there, I had a cup of espresso, mm-hmm. 100% Robusta. Yeah. Right. Before I knew that it was Robusta, I really enjoyed it. Right. And I was like, dude, what coffee is this? I really want to have more of it, you know? Mm. And if it was like a regular Robusta, I would have never even finished a couple of them. Same. Yeah. yeah. I can't. uh, Uh, You can't. It's too strong. It's It's not too. It's like, it doesn't hmm. taste like coffee. It doesn't taste like coffee. It's really bad. Yeah. But then that was such high level robusta. I think it was a parchment AB, like an Indian uh, robusta of like a certain good quality. Uh, yeah. Uh, so um, when he told me that, I was like, dude, this just blew my mind. Like, you know, so every other interaction that I had with people in coffee right. with an open mind, mm-hmm. it kind of just extended my knowledge base. And, you know, I'm the kind of person that wants to like, you know, uh, take that 49% of the interaction, mm-hmm. but apply it in a way that I can convert it to 80 right. as much as I can, right? right so right, if, right. if I do get cues on, okay, this this is a Wagyu 5 that we spoke about, I'm like, I really want to look into it now and be like, okay, where can I find this? Why is it so special? And, you know, yeah. uh, what really makes it that way? So, uh, you know, I, I like to thrive in that. But normally people don't do that. Like, if no, they have the, no. the information, but like, oh, this Robusta is bad, right? Yeah. But no, yeah. bro, keep an open mind. Like, keep you know, taste mind, it. Exactly. Maybe you won't like it. Yeah. Uh, 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 you don't have to have it, but... What if you do, right? That, Dude, uh, you, know? you know it's uh, this uh, uh, saying in Arabic, dem No, I don't like, know. Like, uh, yeah. uh, well, it's, it's like the the thing that annoys me about you know some of the some of my friends or mm-hmm. someone I'm you know right. spending some time with mm-hmm. is that they're so close minded they don't want to try something that's unfamiliar. Oh yeah. Or maybe they had a bad experience, and they don't want to do that. they don't want to try that again. Yeah. But 
you know, what I would say, at least keep an open mind and yeah, try exactly something right. more than once. Even if it's bad the last time, just do it again. See what happens. And it kind of humbled you, man. Like, yeah. you know, you you um, it's it's okay to settle, right? <laughs> yeah. Every now and again. Yeah. Like, just slow down. You don't have to, like, have the best thing at every single time. And I think I, I, I want to, like, learn this for myself as well. Because I, I feel like oftentimes I, you know, even though I have an open mind in terms of, like, what, what I eat or try or drink or whatever. Yeah. But in some other cases, I'll be like, no, man, if, if that's not the case, then I'm not going for this. You know, yeah. I kind of have that. And I'm constantly, like, evolving and learning as a person <laughs> as well. So yeah. I think it applies to all of us uh, for does, sure. Bro. Like, you know, just just get out of that comfort zone. Mm. Just accept something that you're not familiar with. Yeah. You know, just appreciate yeah. the rest of the world, right? I mean, <laughs> if you don't, uh, yeah. I mean, you're going to end. Yeah. And then you're not going to be, you know, you're, yeah. you're not going to have that experience. Yeah, you're not going to have it. It's a it, beautiful exactly. thing to, you know, on your deathbed say, oh, shit, I tried everything. Mm. <laughs> right? Yeah. I uh, That would be amazing. That would be amazing. I, I gave everything that came my way a shot. Oh my god, that'd be amazing! I think yeah. that's words to live by, man. Oh yeah. shit! Yeah, yeah, definitely. Wow, it's an epiphany. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> thanks for bringing that out. Dude. <laughs> thanks, love, man. Really, dude. I think you gotta uh, give it a shot. You yeah. know what? Just I think it's time to end the podcast because we right. promised ourselves we're gonna we're gonna limit it to at least you know forty five minutes. All right. I think I don't know. All right. I I can't. I like. You, do you know how how long we've been here? No, I, I have. I have no uh, idea. I wait. Has it been? Oh wow, it's been over an hour at least. Yeah. Was it? Yeah, I feel like it was like twenty minutes, bro. Really? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I didn't realize it though, for yeah. sure. Yeah, yeah. Well, well anyways, uh, unfortunately, we have to cut it short. Yeah. Okay. But fortunately, it could be you know a chance for another episode. Dude, definitely. Yeah. 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 This, uh, you know, wherever I can help. Yeah. Beautiful. Sure. Can yeah. you tell people where they can find you? Well, you guys can. Uh, uh, well, first of all, thank you for watching. If you made it through the whole thing, I know yep. we changed a lot of tangents, <laughs> <laughs> right? That's how. Uh, uh, but uh, yeah, it's it's. Thanks for having me, and no, uh, you guys can find me on Instagram. I my handle is cfntd. If you want to say it out loud, it sounds like caffeinated. But yeah, oh yeah, actually that's Smart. that's 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 what it is. Caffeinated. Yeah, I'm like cfntd Salman Sheikh. Oh, don't make sense. Yeah, <laughs> don't make sense. <laughs> yeah, Salman was taken. I was like, oh crap i have to do something now <laughs> so uh yeah that's that's where i am i'm on linkedin uh and uh if you're ever you know ordering food somewhere two months later it's it's likely that it's going to be coming from our cloud kitchens i'm working for kitopi in Ooh. bahrain we're setting up the whole operation here it's a unicorn and it's absolutely exciting perhaps cloud kitchens can be another subject uh for you to cover I, eventually dude yeah cloud kitchen yeah about food yeah hell dude, yeah. Yeah, yeah let's uh, schedule it <laughs> good stuff let's schedule it, man. <laughs> awesome man awesome thank you for coming oh, thanks, and thanks for, for everyone if you're still yeah. watching then you're freaking weird <laughs> see you guys we're all weird yeah don't forget to like subscribe share this if you find any value in the things and topics that we uh, covered um if you have questions just shoot them shoot them yeah yeah all right cheers to you awesome